Yeah, you guys are cheating. And it's not as soft as you'd like it to be. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch, joined tonight by my co-host from Buffalo, New York, Chuck Fitzgerald. Besides, they're tourists. What do they know? Also, I made it a point to see Muppet Vision while I was there because it's it's probably going to be the last time. Unfortunately, I keep forgetting that it's even there at this point. And how can you forget? It's just timing wise. I just you know, it's like there's nothing to do in the studio, so I leave. That's very true. And of course, now like. Uh, Doug Davis is feeling vindicated also, and uh, just if he's still listening at this point, but uh, yeah, I guess I have to give that to him. Now, so to not feed into his ego, let's change the subject. Joining us are awesome rotating Mickey Dude commentators from, I guess you could say now, Washington, D.C. We have Joe Quattrochi. Uh, I guess I'm still coming from the... uh dc nova dmv area uh i haven't relocated permanently yet but yes i'm coming from the commonwealth the old dominion state and he turned off his refrigerator this time i did and it's been working pretty well so and i will mute it if it pops on so yeah and our semi boots on the ground down in miami florida we have michael fernandez hey if anybody's wondering where the line for galaxy's edge starts it's right here by my apartment I can see it. In Miami-Dade. You might want to get on that now so that you can um, hopefully see it moving soon. Now, are you, are you a, a Miami-Dade guy, Mike, or are you just a Dade County guy? I've heard it referred... I, are you old school or new I, school? I prefer just Dade County. I mean, Daddy. I grew up in Broward County, which is like uh, north. I'm not really from Miami, to be honest with you. Dude, why, why, why are you pulling back the curtain, man? You know, I'm not really. I, 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 it's easier to say, hey, I'm from Miami, than to say I'm from South Florida. Because, oh, you're from West Palm Beach? No, I'm from Fort Lauderdale. Uh, but I went to school in, in Miami, so that's that kind Gotcha. Well, I have uh, cousins that grew up in the sticks of Jersey, and they basically just say I'm from, some of them will say I'm from New York, some of them will say I'm from Philly. They're both not, but it just makes it easier just to put the most uh, accessible city near them. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag nobody from Jersey says that, by it the way. So, either from North Jersey or South Jersey, Dave. Just let you know that. I never say I'm from New York. I never say I'm from New York. Well, you like feeling inadequate, so. Wow, Dave. Wow. Okay. Before we before we do that, let's have a word from our sponsors. You know what's great about just coming back from Disney? We bought a, a bag of Joffrey's, and anytime I open up the fri- or the the fridge, the the cupboard, it's there. And it smells so good. And it does, yeah. yeah. Which one did you get? Uh, the Mickey's 90th birthday br- blend. 
Oh, I'm I'm sitting on a which one is it? On Kiko right now. Hmm. You should probably move that. You can't brew it that way. I, uh, you know, I tried, but it's not working right now. Hmm. Very good then. Thank Chuck, you, sir. you went where I was about to go, so well done. You see, now my personal favorite Joffreys actually are not the Parks blends. I mean, I love Disney and everything, and I like, and the Parks blends are amazing, but. I'm a K-cup type of guy, so I need, like, that fast gratification. So uh, I always have uh, in my house, uh, well, there's Donut Shop Blend that I buy f I buy for the house because I send, uh, yeah, I send, uh, I, do the, I do the 96 uh, K-cups, and I send, it will send me uh, four packs, four cases, and what I do is I have uh, two of them at all times in my apartment, and then I throw two upstairs to uh, my parents. They live upstairs from me, and they always have. So, usually, what ends up happening is when we're when we're running out of coffee, we borrow coffee from each other, and then we have like a certain time on the calendar that I reorder coffee for both myself and their apartment. And at work, uh, there's nothing better on my free period than a nice cup of uh, Jamaican me crazy. So I always I have about maybe eight or nine. In the faculty lounge, I have eight or nine uh, cases of Jamaican Me Crazy available at any time. And I have a couple of uh, my fellow uh, faculty members who take me up on my offer to take my coffee anytime, And they're really digging it. So I guess I contribute that way to them. Needs some, need some more coffee. So now that we gave some love to Joffrey's, Joe, what is DVC Resale uh, offering? Since I talked about Hilton had... Uh, uh, a couple of times, uh, I've talked about uh, Saratoga. I've talked about uh, Old Key West. Let's talk a little bit about the Grand California Resort out in Disneyland. I'll uh, give them a little love on the West Coast. Uh, right now, there is a uh, contract uh, pending for uh, 160 points at Grand Californian. Uh, it's at $191 a point, so kind of uh, on the higher end because there's so few rooms at Grand Californian. But if Disneyland is a place that you want to visit... Um, like I said, very small resort, but they have their own private entrance in the California Adventure. Um, obviously, it's been sold out direct from Disney, so no better place than DVC Resale Market to uh, buy your points for uh, trips out to Disneyland. So uh, visit them over at DVCResaleMarket.com. They are awesome. We've had them on our show before. Great to deal with. It'll be a seamless experience. Um, you know. We can't say enough about them. They're a great partner of us. And I always say this when I'm hosting the shows. Without Joffrey's or DVC Resale Market, we cannot do these podcasts for you guys. So give our sponsors. Tell them we sent you. If you get a tote bag, Chuck still wants one. Uh, but yeah, dvcresalemarket.com uh, slash listings. And you can find everything there. They also have a great app, too, in the, uh, the uh, Apple uh, uh, store. You can download and you can find, you can get alerts for different contracts when they come available. So check that out as well. I actually have it on my phone uh, because I have Adam Nidus as well because I'm a Saratoga lover. So dvcresellmarket.com. Well done, Joe. With that, we're going to continue our new series, the Walt Disney World Six Pack. And in doing so, Michael had an amazing idea today when we were trying to figure out what our topic would be. And he hearkened back to the Epcot anniversary. 
Joe, you were there. What were they celebrating? I was there for Epcot 35. 35. 35 a lot of years. merchandise, too. And how old Dave, is the for, start, for Epcot 40, by the way, for Epcot 40, we will definitely be there together for that. But this year, it was Disney's Hollywood Studios 30. Yes. And if you, if you recall, we did a little love letter to Epcot of what we loved about Epcot on its 35th birthday. And now with Disney Hollywood Studios, formerly Disney MGM Studios, turning 30, Michael suggested that we do the same thing. The thing is, since then, we've started this little uh, six-pack series, and we realized in discussing it that everything that we would do here kind of fits into our six-pack theme. So in honor of the 30th birthday of Disney's Hollywood Studios, and now it's going to be a pure party because you know what they say, 30 is the new 20, at least for me it was. We are going to show some love to Disney's Hollywood Studios by doing our six-pack. Gentlemen, I want to uh, remind you of the rules of how this goes. For our six-pack, we are assuming that we are sending people to Walt Disney World at a time where it is very crowded and we know that they cannot do everything, but we still want to provide them with the best vacation that they can have and have the best experiences so knowing lines are going to be long knowing that everything is going to be limited over there we want to make we want to really make their time memorable because they will be spending a lot of it in lines but we still want to make happy memories for them so we give them six things to really experience in the parks two of them, i have a question yes. How old are these people that we're recommending? They can be. Two? They can be any. They can be any age. It's so they're over twenty one. Doesn't necessarily have to be. Believe it or not. Okay, very good. It could be. It could be anything. I, I was just asking about the alcohol. We're fine now. You know what? I'm fine with that. We can. We can. We can do that. So, with that said, though. Good, because I already did. Okay, that that that's fine. Actually, I just created the perfect day for myself whatever that that works that works too i mean we're we're basically an extension of imagineering here we're blue skying and speaking of that i put imagineer on my register my uh, resume no but uh i got to we got to meet joe roadie and i am going to be doing a uh, show on that and as a matter of fact i uh got to sit with some awesome people at my table in Tiffins and I invited them to be on the show too so I have to contact them and see if they would still like to uh, take me up on that offer so look for that in the future what did his ear smell looks like it smells no it doesn't no no it did not just asking the best part was he was he was right behind me the whole time and I had to turn my chair and it was like I was the I got a front row seat. It was the greatest thing ever. Except for the fact when he first started talking, I was so excited. And I was at the Nomad Lounge Killing Time beforehand. And I kind of broke the seal. So I had to kind of duck out in the middle of his talk and come back. But that's another story for another time. Nomad's delicious, by the way. Oh, my God. It's amazing. With that said, back to our our six-pack. What we do is we do uh, two attractions. One is a fast pass worthy attraction. One is one of your 
smaller attractions that is not I'm not gonna say that they're, they're not as good as anything they're they are pure Disney magic but they're not people's go-to right away so we'll have I guess the non e-ticket attraction when it comes to food we're gonna do one snack throughout the park and also one restaurant be it quick service or table service and then we're gonna have two diversions the versions is where we can get creative on this because the versions can be absolutely anything that's not a restaurant or a attra attraction in the sense that it's a ride we can do streetmosphere we can do bars we can do shows the sky's the limit on that so let's have a little fun and create our Disney's Hollywood Studios six-pack We'll start first with our less needed attraction, our non-e-ticket attraction. And I'm going to be fair and I'm going to keep this one. Uh, I'm going to go last on this I'm, so I don't take anybody's. And I think uh, I'm going to have to go with my buddy Joe first and ask him, what would be your non-e-ticket attraction that you would put into your six-pack that you really enjoy at Disney's Hollywood Studios? So as you guys know, I am very old school, very traditional. My, and this is also if someone were a brand new guest going to the studios for the first time, this is something I would definitely recommend to them. But my lesser non-e-ticket attraction is the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. It is a, I think, I believe it's an original opening day attraction, I believe still. Um, if it is, it's the last one. If it's not opening day, it's really darn close to opening day. Um, it's a long attraction. It's got great audience participation. It's still a little bit of old school, quote unquote, MGM. So if somebody's a new guest, say this is what the studios kind of was intended to be when it first opened about like how movies are made and they quote unquote, like, you know, the fake stunts and all that stuff. So that is what I would go for would be the Indiana Jones episode spectacular. It's just, it's a classic. I don't do it every time I go to the parks. But every once in a while, at least once a year, I go and sit down and, and enjoy the show. Um, my my niece and nephews have been lucky enough to been put on stage and they put the little, you know, things on, whatever, the, the costumes on, and they get to participate in it. So I've seen pictures and video of that. It's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, that's what I would I go with. I can't remember the last time I saw it. I think well, we'll, I need to... We'll be there Friday, so... <laughs> yeah, but we are going to be there on Friday. But by the time we get there, will they have their? Would they have had their last showing yeah. by then? Because I had thought maybe yeah, we should go see it by done. then, but we don't land till like seven p.m. So if we can make it, I just have a funny feeling by that point that production is done for the day. But it is something that I hope to uh, rediscover because I think I might have just saw it once and. I guess it does warrant another trip to it. I I did find it enjoyable when I did see it because it is one of those uh, Disney Walt Disney World institutions. It's been around so so long and it is it is well known and quite popular. So I know that on my first trip to the studios I made sure to see it. But I don't think I've seen it since then. So I think I really need to make an effort to go and just uh, sit down and just try to see what had what gives it its staying power all these years i think when you don't see it for a while and you actually go back and see it, you're like oh i don't remember half of this like you remember what it's about but you don't remember all the specifics i, I have a question uh -huh. 
You said fake stunts, Joe? What are you talking well, about? you know, technicalities. Spears like, coming through the floor. Yeah, those are clearly real, obviously. Oh. Otherwise, they wouldn't be so scared, right? That's oh. true. That's true, yeah. 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 It's just amazing how, like, the amount of times they've run that bolter down the Not the once has there been an accident. I know, man. Their, their safety records. Is, Seconds and none. I always check... Yeah, I always check with the Orange County Sheriff's Office, and there's never any incidents with that boulder. What so would that go surprising. under, man crushed by rock? But you can't say rock because they're going to think it's Dwayne Johnson. And Chuck, what about you? What is your lesser-known uh, attraction that you want uh, your guests to uh, visit? So mine isn't necessarily a lesser-known attraction, but it is kind of like Joe said, something that is a little bit more intrinsic to the roots of... Uh, Disney's MGM Studios, and I'm going to have people go over to Star Tours. Now, that's intrinsic to the the original design of MGM, because if you take a look as you're walking through the queue, which oftentimes you don't need to do, which is kind of how I'm shoehorning this in here, um, on the exterior portion, if you look at the back half, so the side facing the entrance, you'll see that it's not actually an AT-AT, or an AT-AT, or whatever you want to call it. Um... There's only the front of the facade on that. So you do get something that kind of harkens back to the original MGM. Not only that, but it's Star Tours, it's Star Wars. What Whatever is there is very fun. Um, and like, like you kind of don't need a fast pass. I mean, if you time it right, you're going to walk onto that. Um, I'd say almost 60% of the time you'll have under a 20-minute wait. I mean, it's definitely one of those that uh, it's a must-do, but uh, when you mm-hmm. actually... It is a fast-pass attraction. Stacy tells a, us it's must-do. True. And it's also one of those... Um, it's a lower tier, so I guess even Well, Disney you know what else is that. a fast-pass attraction? Under the Sea with Little Mermaid. I think Indiana Jones, maybe. Correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. Joe. Joe? Sorry, it is. Sorry I had it muted because the fridge came on. What were we saying? <laughs> Indiana Jones is a uh, fast pass attraction. No, I don't. Th- uh, I don't. I, I don't know. Well, Beauty I and just, the Beast. Um, I don't think it is. I mean, I, I never. I just walk on that thing because it seats so many that theater. Yeah, but I mean, it does pack so, up. But so does Under the Sea with Little Mermaid, and so does Beauty and the Beast. And true. you could fast pass or walk in. This is probably something we sh- we probably should know. Since we have a podcast, I, well, I don't think sure. we would have ever sure used a fast, a fast pass, pass on it. So, yeah, on Star Tours, no, on Indiana Jones. Well, yeah, but, no, but that's also because we're in the know that you don't have to do that. Your average uh, visitor. I mean, I've had friends that have made re- have made fast passes, and I'm like, why did you fast pass Soren? They're like, well, our kids want to see it. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, not Soren. Uh, Figment. No, no. Why did you fast? Why did you fast pass Frozen? Is what I meant to say. And uh, you know, the En was the last part. The uh, sing along. And like, well, our kids love the movie. They wanted to see. It. I'm like, you're gonna get into it either which way. But in that case, they didn't do thrill rides anyway. So they already had Toy Story, and this was before Slinky Dog Dash, which might actually, considering how how this group was, they might have found that a little too intense. Also, so. It might have actually worked in their favor, but 
mm-hmm. for most people they they don't know any better and we have to really think about that we're thinking as annual pass holders or uh, people who frequent the park quite a bit even if we don't have the pass your so, run-of-the-mill disney person isn't going to know any better of that so very very just a clear or excuse me to clarify this indiana jones epic stunt spectacular is fast pass eligible Yes, it is. I looked it up. I could have told da, you. I could have told da, you that. Da. Why didn't you? Because it's just fun. It's just fun to let you ramble. I wasn't rambling. I said I don't think it is, and then we moved on. Nope, it definitely is. All right, let's just move on. All right. So, Michael, what would be yours? Well, you know, Joe took mine. But that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll move on from there. Uh, the reason why I... No, no, no. No, it, it's cool, man. It's cool. Don't worry. Listen, it's Hollywood it. Studios. There's not a lot there. There's not a lot. There's not a lot. But you know what? Uh, I'm going to stick with that theme of being open since opening day. We are writing a lo- love letter for the 30th. You know what? Let's do Beauty and the Beast live on stage. It's not an opening day attraction, but it kind of paved the way for so many things in theme parks. It was, it was like this crazy like live show. Uh, it sucks now if you see it, but it's it's cool because it's been there for so long, and there's so little things in Hollywood Studios that have been there since like the beginning of Hollywood Studios. So I feel like seeing something that encompasses that like. That animation feel, the movie making feel, the live on stage feel. I feel that's that's what you know, Beauty and the Beast live on stage would do. I I totally get that, Michael. And um, you know, it is classic Disney, and you know, you want to come to be immersed in the magic. You know, you hear those songs, you see be our guests being performed live and everything, and it just encompasses all that magic that is Disney. I think the English teacher in me is critical of it because the last time I saw it, I'm like, you know, they skip so many intricate parts of the story. I'm like, where's the character development? And it and just, yeah. there's just, mate, you know, there's a whole major part of the rising action that's cut out. And it just, it bothers me for that reason. But again, I'm looking at it with too much of a critical eye. Sometimes I just have to maybe go in there with a nice drink and kind of be a little bit tipsy and just enjoy yeah. it for what it is. And then it, you get to see some like cool character costumes like Mrs. Potts and uh, Lumiere and uh, Cogsworth. I think that's like really cool. And that like really encompasses like just the whole Walt Disney World feel and like the feel of like Hollywood Studios in general. I wish those were character meet and greets. I have gotten to meet uh, Cogsworth and Lumiere during the Walt Disney World Marathon, but yes. I would love if Mrs. Potts was out there. That, that and those who are lucky enough to get a get a uh, character meet and greet with Max from uh, Little Little Mermaid, which brings me to my lesser attraction, and that is going to be the Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Now, a lot of people really break this one apart, but honestly... Every time I go to Hollywood Studios, this is a must-do for me. I'm not too big on the actual acting scenes, 
but right at the beginning, they the puppetry that they use with under the sea for them to put that on every day and recreate that whole sequence in the movie it just makes me smile it just makes me feel good it takes me back to 1987 childhood it's just i just well actually no it would have been later that that movie came out but you know what i think it is my cousin loved that movie and she was born in 1987 so um it was a little it was a little uh, later later than that but it just I think back to being young whenever I see that sequence and it's one of my all-time favorite sequences in any Disney, uh, I guess, discography or what you would call it, but it just, it brings me back to childhood and that's what Disney is. Now feel free to uh, break down my uh, views. Uh, I, I mean, I, I could say again, Another original opening day attraction, you know. Um, we have so few of them left in Hollywood Studios. And I'm not like Hollywood Studios fanboy, you know, leave everything the way it was. I'm really happy for the changes coming. But to see see some things that were there from the start, like when I was a kid, I think it's really cool. You know what, though? I'm... All for the parks not being a museum and completely always changing. But I kind of felt like with the 30th anniversary, I felt like at least maybe for some limited time magic or something, they could harken back to the early days of MGM, bring back the dinosaurs, bring back the Power Rangers, bring yeah. back the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Granted, they're a Viacom uh, intellectual property now and on Nickelodeon, so it would not actually be... Doable, but still. That. Have Roger Rabbit out at least. Yeah, Roger Rabbit. Yeah, what's up, what's up with that? I mean, Disneyland all the time brings out Roger. The Rabbit. costume is probably why out there. Be... <laughs> That's why there's probably one of them. It's, it's out in Anaheim. What, it's the only what one. costume? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I mean. Okay. Um. Okay, that's the yeah. second <laughs> time Joe has ruined the magic today. So, Wait, what do you ladies mean? Ladies and gentlemen, Those are costumes? Have well, his any, clothes, Roger any... Rabbit's clothes. He can't go out, you know, without... Uh, All complaints about ruining the magic the should be uh, directed to at Joe Quad on Twitter. That's fine. <laughs> Not the first time. Won't be the last. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Joseph. All right, what's round two? But before that, Joseph, would you like to um, spit on my uh, my little uh, Little Mermaid thing? No. Hey, listen, man, you like listen. You like what you like, man. So it's Joe did say she had some nice sea seashells. Yeah, she. Don't get me stuck. Yeah, my mom likes that. My my mom likes that attraction. So go on it. I'll go on it with my mom. She likes it. So yeah. attend a performance family of. time. Well, you know what I mean. And it's a nice place to get some air conditioning. Attend it. Sit in the it theater. Is, it is. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a grammar teacher, man. So teacher. it's... Go with your God, I'm going to go in the corner right now. I'm getting... For, all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm just getting beat up now. All right. Oh, round two. Right. The bell rang. Round. <laughs> It's all right. You're saved by like the bell. Please have the end of the period. You know, teacher's <laughs> going to pop the test, room. and you know you're in a mess. Dog ate all your homework last <laughs> ding, night. Ding. So now we're going to go to round two, and we're going to go God. to our e-ticket e attractions, i.e., what will we 
fast pass for our guest. And this time, because he had his stolen, Michael, I'm going to give you first crack. Thank you. But you know what? I was going to go the obvious choice, but I'm not. I'm going to go with Toy Story Midway Mania. Toy Story Midway Mania is such a fun attraction overall. I mean, you get to shoot things, you know, you might need Tommy John surgery after it, <laughs> but it's okay. You know, it, it's all right. Sometimes you get to ride it multiple times and you got to ice your arm for a week. But it's cool. I love Toy Story Midway Mania. I don't ride it as much as I want to because the weight is ridiculous and I can never find a fast pass. Even with all the new rides opening, the two new rides that is. Uh, but I still can't find a fast pass. Um, that's going to be my choice. I think it's a fantastic attraction and a great addition to this park. You see, now, I'm iffy on this attraction. I love it. And my reason for loving it, though, is I am a frequent visitor to Walt Disney World. And I know how to play the game. I have a strategy when I go in. Your average Walt Disney World visitor has never been on this ride the first time they're experiencing yeah they're gonna have fun but in that time to get the hang of this of this attraction and all of the games there is a bit of a uh, time period of adjusting and they're not getting as high of a uh, score as they can because they're learning the intricacies of the little canyon they're learning what they have to do and some for some people this is only one time they're going to get to ride this during their trip. And they waste a little bit of the time figuring out, okay, what exactly do I have to do? How do I have to aim this? And when I really think of that, unfortunately, as much as I love this attraction, I think for your average Walt Disney World attendee that just maybe comes every couple of years or so, they miss out on the magic of this one because they're, they're, they're a little bit too... Uh, worried about the intricacies of the mechanisms of how how do I play this game and because of that they're losing valuable time to just enjoy the magic that is Disney I mean I chose it because it's you know I can go often mm -hmm. and it has rewritability oh most definitely it it, it totally know, does but there's also the very long line with the rewritability re re yeah, that's very true, and I love I love the new entrance and new queue. I, I really do. And uh, Potato Head's back, so there's that. And it's just I I can't get past the darn cat. I can't I can't do it. I'm not very good at this game, so I just want to get better and better and better. You see, I used to get a little uh, cat every time I went to the studios. I've graduated, and now every time I go to the studios, I always get me a little beaver. Oh, I see. Yeah, I'm not touching that. Nope. Uh -uh. I'm not either. Let's move on. And with Pick that, someone Chuck, else. what about you? All right, so my fast pass is going to be short and simple because we beat it to death during um, our March madness. Somehow I ended up into May. Um... You got to go to Hollywood Studios and you got to go on the Hollywood Tower Hotel. It's the icon of the park. It's probably the best ride in the park. And and what would its actual name be? Detail. Because that's the setting of it. But what is it called? Uh, the Tower of Terror. 
Can we give an actual name? Oh, the Twilight Zone uh, Tower. What is Twilight Al- the Zone Twilight Zone Tower? Zone? Alex. It, it's the big hotel with neon lights at the end of the street. You can't miss it. That was a daily double, Chuck, so you missed out on that. What is the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror? <laughs> you didn't form it in the, uh, or you didn't answer in the form of a question. That's all I have to say about Tower of Terror. It's fantastic. And if you want a good time at the studios, that's what you're going to go on. You know what I love about that ride? I love thrill rides, but there's always something about that ride that when I have an amazing time while on it, but every time I'm in that queue about to go on it, there's this apprehension of what the heck am I doing? I must be crazy being on this line. When I finally get into that little sub-basement area that's a, and you're lining up to get into that elevator, there is that pure I guess, well, it's the Tower of Terror. There is that pure feeling of terror of what am I getting myself into and why am I being this stupid? And then all of a sudden you get onto the ride and you're freaking out and then you have that first little burst where you're pushed all the way up and then you drop. And while you're screaming your, your head off, you realize, wait a minute, why was I scared? This is fun. Every time I enjoy that, that the chicken me. exit is also on an elevator. Yeah, that's, that's Oh, Dave, I get that feeling when I board an elevator in one of the New York City projects. Because I'm not sure. Th- <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that, that's real anxiety. So, <laughs> Oh, God. Any of the elevators in New York City. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see, that's ba- not, ba- back in, that's the, not, day, back in hey. the day when I was working EMS, the uh, Queensbridge Projects was part of my, uh, I guess, my, uh, my beat in that area and everything. And I didn't have that luxury ever because I always had to take the stairs because the elevator was always broken. Yeah, well, that's just the reason why. <laughs> that's why I get anxious when I got one. Can I, can I give mine, please? I'm excited to give mine. My... All right, all right. So so mine, so mine is the uh, uh, Aerosmith's Rock and Roller Coaster. Not because of the ride. It's because that is one of the worst cues in Hollywood Studios. It, oh my God. So even though they have fans in their own stuff, it just that single rider line, everybody thinks they're going to like run through that thing. Yeah, it's super deceiving. And the standby line, just it's like a giant like handicap rip. It goes up and down and around. The faster you get in that building, the, and the faster you can get into that quote-unquote pre-show, the better off you are. So just for the fact to avoid the queue as much as possible, unlike most rides or attractions at Disney World where the queues are actually part of the attraction, pretty well done, uh, that queue is just, there's nothing to it. It's like get through there as fast as possible. So for my reason, Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror is the better one. Rock and Roller Coaster, avoid the queue. And Dave, what is your last one well, for round two? I'm actually going to go with the Frozen sing-along. What? Well, let's think about this. Every single other e-ticket attraction has been taken by you guys. Had I gone first, any of those attractions that you mentioned, I would have mentioned. I you gave still could have. Slinky Dog? You know what? I'm not a fan. Swirling saucers. Again, a carnival ride that has been uh, just shoehorned in with a oh, Disney theme. 
you know slinky dog you know yeah it's a coaster it's it, it get you get a little bit of uh you get a little bit of g-force on it and everything but you know every time i ride it i'm looking into i'm looking into galaxy's edge i'm not actually enjoying it for what it is it's it's a coaster it's fun but the line is long in the sun at least with the frozen spectacular you know the sing-along frozen has staying power and is considered it, it was it was a phenomenon unto itself people love that movie that movie was a whole different category of disney movie it, it had this plot twist that disney never did before it was a it was very it was revolutionary and people just love the music from it and it makes you feel good you know most most people that go there they want to see anna they want to see elsa they love the music for it so you know i'm gonna give this one i'm gonna give this one a nod had i been first had this would this one been my actual uh, pick no it would not have been but considering where i fall in the uh, in the listing i gotta throw it to it it's i guess it's a default i guess maybe it's a pity vote but when i think about Dave, everything else you know it's you still know a good time i agree with you thank you um if you catch the right historians of arendelle it is the funniest show on property yeah uh he, he has a twitter and everything equity the ben guy, his, equity ben man, he is absolutely is. amazing yeah, if you haven't, he's amazing. If you haven't checked out his Twitter, go to uh, at Equity Ben on uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. He Instagram. He does he does comedy shows and everything. Yep. He's he is funny. Yes, he's he a is. funny guy. Yeah, uh-huh. he makes that show. Yes, he does. And it's uh, something that it's like he posts. Um, if you don't know about Equity Ben, he posts his show times on his Instagram page. So to the times that we have been to Disney since following him, we're like, okay, is he playing today? We're going to go see him. I mean, he's an attraction in himself. That guy's hilarious. And it's a funny show. They, they feed off each other. They feed off the film. I think, it, you know what, Dave? I back you 100% on this choice. Thank you. I appreciate that, Michael. 100%. And especially if you, you, know, you grab a couple of drinks at the Brown Derby, this show's even better. Yes, and that leads us to our next part because now we're going to talk about a uh, restaurant that we want to send our guests. And since I have not gone first yet, I'm going to take the Hollywood Brown Derby because I love that restaurant. It is one of their signature dining restaurants. Uh, I do think that they're grapefruit cake that they are known for is highly overrated because grapefruit is an acquired taste but it's classy the food is always prepared top notch even the grapefruit cake which I personally am not a fan of people who do have it rave about it so there is they do use some high quality ingredients in it so I'm going to say, you know, have a little bit of, uh, of class because, hey, we're in the Hollywood studios, you know. They're, uh, they're paying homage to old-time Hollywood. I'm going to say take some time. You know, it might be a little bit more expensive, but if you can afford it, 
visit the Hollywood Brown Derby, and if you can't actually, if you can't actually justify a meal over there, go over to the lounge, have some drinks, and maybe order an appetizer. You know, you, you'll they share a kitchen. You're still giving that high quality food at a lower price. Get the get the dining package, the the fantastic dining package. Yes. You save a bunch of money. Yes, this is true, and you'll also get an appetizer with it. Yeah. On top of that, when you do the math of what it actually would cost you without the Fantasmic dining package, yeah, it works. And and fun fact, any Star Wars fans, this is where Lucasfilm and Iger kind of discuss selling Star Wars to Disney. Like, this is where it happened. Like, this is where that deal was talked about for, for a good amount of time. I was not aware of that one. That that's pretty cool. It's when he came down for like Star Wars weekends or something. He had dinner with Bob Iger, and they were like kind of discussing. Hey, he's like, is it time to sell? Is it time to sell? And they finally started talking about it. Excellent. Well, Michael, since you've added to the podcast, I'm going to give you the next crack. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with a quick service. Okay. Because there's not a lot of good quick services in Hollywood Studios. There's not. Um, I'm going to go with a relatively new one. I'm going to go with Woody's Lunchbox. Okay. Now, Woody's Lunchbox has the worst seating out of any quick service ever. But the food is fantastic. The brisket melt is awesome. I think it's a quick service location that adds to this park. Uh, I don't know how it's going to be when Star Wars opens because that's supposed to be the exit for Star Wars, so that thing's going to get packed. So we'll see what happens. But I, I, I love Woody. I love Woody's lunchbox. Been there five times already. Haven't had a bad meal yet. I would absolutely get that brisket sandwich again. It was delicious. And it's it, it it's good. It's filling, and it, it doesn't break the bank. You know, and it's better than going to ABC Commissary. It's better than going to Backlot, you know, because I don't do I don't do table service every time I go, so I need I need quick service. So I go to I go to Woody's Lunchbox, man, every single time. I love it. And they also have mobile ordering. They do, and the the tomato bisque, fantastic, yeah. fantastic. You know, I try not to um, go overboard when I'm in the parks because you know I go a lot, so I really try to actually watch what I eat but if you are on vacation and you want to splurge too they are a toothache waiting to happen but the pop tarts are great oh and the the, the tater tots the loaded tots yeah you guys are actually going into yeah, another category I, I, mean, I know diet that, so. so I can eat at Disney I mean <laughs> yeah you guys are cheating how so whoa 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 because so? we're just up how, yeah, because this is the the meal, not the snack. Oh. We can go either. We can go either. Tur- we can go either. Tur- either a table brisket sandwich. Oh, but you're talking about. It is if you try hard enough and believe in yourself. I guess. I guess. Fate trust in pixie dust. Chuck, go ahead. You know. Um, I'm gonna say sci-fi dining. That would have um, been my other choice. You know what? I changed my answer. I'm going to 50s prime time. Really? No, you can't because that's mine. Right, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll stick sci-fi. with uh, sci-fi. 
you, you have the card. Thank you. Um, the atmosphere of there. I mean, you're not really... If you're going as a family, you're not really going to be able to talk to each other. But everyone's looking at their phones anyways. Plus, unlimited milkshakes. That's the only plus of that restaurant. The food is subpar. The, Wait. the cars are dirty. And they oh, replay the amazing. The cars are gross, and they play the same the hot like, dog movie and the over burger. And that's the greatest thing ever. Oh, that food is so bad there, Dave. Oh, I love I it. I haven't been. It's like a, never been. Oh, it's not good. You could have it, bro. Never been. It's good. I would go to ABC Commissary over what? sci-fi. And okay, they show ABC Tom and Jerry cartoons. It's gotten better. Not they don't lie. show Tom and Jerry cartoons. There's yeah, one the, Tom and Jerry cartoon that they show, and they show like this space dog uh, cartoon that's absolutely hilarious. And then the attack of the uh, the attack of the forty foot woman. It's hilarious. That one's that one's actually funny. But I my bag, I am just so skeeved out by those boots. That they're so because it's so dark in there, and like there's so many like young families eating, and there's just food everywhere on the floor, and they don't clean because they're so... It's just, uh, it skews me out of the place. <laughs> yeah, it's not that bad. Well, I'm changing so my bad. dining reservation. Don't. It's... It, don't. Uh, remember, he's from Jersey. So he knows dirty. So, mine is a place that you can actually see the food if it's on the floor. It's 50's Primetime Cafe. <laughs> so... You can't go wrong with 50s. The, uh, I mean, it's a show in it. So even though Dave loves to watch the attack of the 40-foot woman and Tom and Jerry, you get a show in itself with your servers at 50s yeah, primetime. Yeah, 95% of the time, the server is awesome. They're playing along with you. I don't. Everybody's a cousin. Not me. They're, they're, everybody's a cousin. They're yelling at you for being on your phone, uh, finishing your meal. Um, you know, I once went there once where Jen and I had an ADR and... Jen didn't feel good, so I went there by myself, and I, they ended up actually putting me with nice. another family because I didn't want to miss the ADR, and I really want to eat there. And it was funny; I actually joined another family for their meal because the server put me with them. So it was kind of—it was actually really funny. So the food's actually pretty good there. I mean, the, the stuffed pork chop is awesome. You can't go wrong with the sampler. Uh, a little bit of everything—the fried chicken, the pot roast, uh, meatloaf. Um, you know, they have the, the chicken pot pie. And uh, there's other things there, which I'm going to hold off for later because we have an additional category. But, uh, yeah, the food's pretty good there, and the atmosphere is fantastic. And it's fun when you go with, like, your parents and some older people that um, they remember, like, the televisions. They remember, like, the, the, some of the Disney shows they're showing on the on the, uh, the televisions in there. So it's, a, it's that atmosphere I do like more than the cars. So, But, you know, to each his own. You know, if somebody likes sci-fi, they like sci-fi. I'm a 50s primetime fan, so... You see, you wouldn't like 50s with me because if I go, I'm turning that little thing to red because I want to be left alone while I'm eating. I do not want to be messed with by some actor. But see, the thing is, is for somebody who loves to like, interact with all the characters and face characters, Dave, I'm surprised that you don't want to be bothered. Not when I'm eating. If you're going to bother me while I'm eating, I'm going to take my fork and shove it in a place that it shouldn't be shoved. So you're not going to Whispering Canyon? No. I, no. I... You are in the big minority then. No, man. I have so no this. patience for that. And let me put it to you this way. My friend my friend Madison, she opened up Whispering Whispering Canyon because she got hired at uh, Wilderness Lodge when it first opened. That whole thing of uh, actually taking your uh, white uh, handkerchief and, and uh, twirling it around, that was her invention. Actually, she wants to come on the show and talk about that, but... 
I, to- I told her straight out. I saw her this weekend, and I'm like, yeah, no. If you oh. were messing with me at that point, if you came up with all that stuff, I'd be going to guest relations. That was a big point of contention with us. You oh, party pooper. Yeah. I love I love those restaurants. I love them. Very love- disappointed in you, Dave. And if any of that happens this weekend, I'm sending you to the corner to a dunce hat on you. Oh, don't worry. She uh, she used she used that against me this weekend. So that one. wait. So how do you feel about Trader Sam's? Trader Sam's, I love. But that's drinking. See, no, that's no, drinking. no, no. Now that's you're not, now you're you're a hypocrite eating. now. That's you're a hypocrite now. Nah. Uh. Nope. It's the same it, thing, I dude. Find it's the same thing. I eat at Trader Sam's. Yeah, I don't. Because by the time I'm waiting to actually get in, if I need to eat something, I'm killing time eating at Captain Cook's. When I'm going into Trader Sam's, I'm drinking, and most of the time, I'm not even in Trader Sam's anymore because I can't go in. I'm on the I'm on the lanai. Yeah, nobody can go in anymore. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. I'm Snacks. still on the wait list for last week. Snacks? Let's do it. Snacks. Right, let's let's talk about snacks. snacks. So I'm going to do my first one, and I'm going to say that uh, one thing that you must do when you are in uh, Disney's uh, Hollywood Studios is go to the Tune-In Lounge and get yourself a peanut butter and jelly milkshake. This is just one of those icons of Disney's Hollywood Studios. It tastes just like childhood. What do you guys think? That's nasty. Well, yeah, that um, I'm going to uh, just jump ahead and uh, talk about my snack. My snack is also the peanut butter and jelly milkshake. Um, I'm not changing mine because I love it that much. It's that good. Uh, this is probably this is this is pro- this is probably one of the things that uh, Dave and I actually agree on. So I'm not going to change it. Um, however, do not order this shake while you're having dinner at 50s prime time because it will ruin your dinner literally. Um, so this is one of those things that you just have. I would suggest have this towards the end of the night, uh, and it's great to leave the park with. So yeah. All right. Joe, I'm messing with you because I knew you were going to go there. So I'm just actually going to go and say that uh, in this park, I used to love the Starring Rolls Cafe and all their cupcakes. But since it's no longer there, honestly, my go-to in this park is just a, just a box of popcorn. Yeah, that would be the wrong choice because the Butterfinger Cupcake is back, by the way. But it is? Let's move on. Where? Yeah, it's at Trolley Car. You can see it and recant on your testimony you see i don't go to trolley car because it's a starbucks and i don't think starbucks belongs in uh disney world so i don't go well, that's that's where the carrot cake cookie is now but you're also having a cupcake not a coffee yeah but still hey coffee's coffee sometimes all right who's next for their snacks because it's chuck uh you oh all right i'll go next so my snack is actually going to be at Woody's Lunchbox, and it's going to be the grown-ups lemonade. This is where the rules kind of came in the question. <laughs> nice. um, that the first time we had that, it was you know like ten thirty in the morning um, in November, and was it too early to start drinking? No, nah. uh, but it was delicious. We actually made uh, a couple of trips back there on our most recent trip, just for the sole purpose of getting the grown-ups lemonade. Um, now, this is just for grown-ups. Children need not apply. Um, so, you know, sometimes you just need a drink that is refreshing and cool 
and alcoholic um, to help that's get not you through true. the day. It, has it to is be. alcoholic. I, that's true, but it has to be. It has to be for children because Liddy's, Liddy, Woody's lunchbox is everything that his mother packed for him. Listen, so, I'm not even gonna touch that. Wait, 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 wait. She also had a t- that. that Andy, no, family Andy, show. Never mind. Andy, right there, was getting a little bit hyper and everything, and she just wanted to control him. So it's sort of like when you want to get a kid to go to bed and you give him melatonin. She was just she was just calming him down, giving him an well, adult Dave, lemonade. Well, this is vodka, so. not melatonin. It's pre-mixed, but it's delicious. It's still delicious. It's off draft. It's kind of yeah, cool. oh god, yeah. It's it doesn't matter though. It's all, still that good. It's awesome. The tap is so cool. It's like a building blocks, and it says uh, adult lemonade. It's really cool. Yep, absolutely. So that that is my snack for uh, Hollywood Studios: the grown-ups lemonade. If it's at Woody's lunchbox, anybody can have it. Uh, it might be illegal to give it to them, but the Mickey Dudes podcast does not support the message of Dave Koch when it comes to giving alcohol to children. Don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. I'm just busting chops. <laughs> I said children. All right, let's. That's semantics. Okay, don't give alcohol to kids, everyone. That's your PSA. Keep thinking back to Grandpa growing up, giving me sips of his wine and mixing it with Coca-Cola and having, you know, gotta love those Kalamotras. Okay, now, with that, um, Michael. Michael. Uh, I'm gonna go with something I haven't tried before, and I tried to get it on my last trip, the Jack-Jack Cookie Nom Nom. Uh, uh, okay, I'll let you talk, but I'm gonna interject after you're done. Oh, is it terrible? It's not terrible. It's made in bulk, and it's not as soft as you'd like it to be. Oh. Okay, well, so this is going to get me on, like, a slight little rant. Tiny, tiny rant. Like, 30 seconds. Um, Hollywood Studios, after 8 o'clock. The fireworks are usually at, like, 9, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, usually. After 8 o'clock, everything is closed. So, I got off Midway Mania... And I went to go um, ride something else. And I went to go grab a Jack Jack Cookie Nom Nom. Closed. It was insane. I, I, I don't I don't understand. How are you closed? Starbucks. Closed. Couldn't get anything. No sweets. No cookies in my system. Ah, darn you, Hollywood Studios. I, I, just... I see the problem with that. Jack Jack Cookie Nom Nom. Jack Jack Cookie Nom Nom, Jack Jack Cookie Nom Nom, Jack Jack Cookie Nom Nom. Mm, I did a, uh, there was a Jack, whole live Jack thing. Nom, on, nom. There was a whole live thing on another podcast uh, group site that I was uh, kind of intoxicated saying Jack Jack Cookie Nom Nom. And what was that other group? Oh, that was Three Sheets to the Mouse. Let's give our friends some love here because we all love Three Sheets. Yeah, you can find a lot of us on there going live, drunk in the parks. Yeah. I think that might have to, to happen at our uh, Mickey Dudes meetup because why not? All right, so we've had real food, we've had alcohol or a giant cookie, we've gone on two rides, and now what do we need? We need two diversions. Anything else in the parks that are not restaurants and not attractions. Now attractions are with, with, with this one we're gonna say we're gonna say that attractions are a loose uh, we're gonna go a loose uh, 
definition with attractions because there's not much at the studios at the moment because of all the construction. So, aside from... So, this is not just rides here. Let's go more like with shows and streetmosphere and bars and stuff like that when it comes to this. So, I have my obvious choice. Somebody's going to take it, so I'll, I'll let you guys take it and I'll adjust from there, but... I don't think I ha I don't think I let Chuck go first yet. So I'm gonna actually did I? No, you didn't. But okay, that's fine. so Chuck, yeah, I'm gonna sure, give it. To, sure. I'm gonna give it to you. So the the first thing that we had kind of said is um, shows, and what I would absolutely say is the best way to close out the night is going to be one of the new projection shows on Hollywood um, or wh whatever that main road is. It's not Hollywood Drive. Um, uh, on the actually, Chinese it's, it's, theater, it's actually Hollywood Boulevard. Some, oh. Sunset Sunset Strip is is the uh, offshoot that leads down to. Uh, okay, so I was kind of right, but yeah, I was right. kind of wrong because it's not Hollywood Drive; it's Hollywood Boulevard. Okay, well, you were right. Um, yeah, all right then. It so the the projection show on the Chinese theater at the end of the street is really iconic because it is the Chinese theater. It is what you think of when you think of Hollywood, and it's not just. Star Wars right now, I believe. They've updated it after the 30th, um, which we missed, by the way, but yeah, that's another topic. Um, so that that's the first diversion I would absolutely say to go to. Joseph, what about you? So first my first one is going to be, and I just lost my list here. Uh, my first one is going to be, it's a simple one, but it's rare you see these two characters together. So it's the Donald and Daisy character meet and greet on Hollywood Boulevard nice. right in front of the park. Ooh, that's uh, a good near one. Crosswords of the world. Uh, yeah, I don't think you really see because Daisy's usually absent when Donald is present in a lot of places. So it's a pretty good uh, photo spot. And there's never a huge line for it. And when Donald and Daisy go and take their little breaks, it's usually pretty quick. So it's uh, a great photo pass opportunity. Um, Dave, I'm just going to roll into my second one because we've kind of already talked about Before it. Before so you do really that, I want to throw exciting, something out there. My second... <laughs> Uh, he was on a roll, I but a roll. I, I have an addition to this after As Dave. do I. Okay, so you can meet Daisy in Epcot, as you can Donald all over the, all over the resort, everywhere else. But this is the only spot in Walt Disney World where you can meet Donald in his classic sailor suit, guys. Oh, that's what I was. That was. Uh, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah, that's a, so. Yeah, only time he's in the sailor suit. Yep. In Magic oh, Kingdom, yeah. in Magic Kingdom, it's a circus costume. In Epcot, oh, yeah, he's I wearing never really, a sombrero uh, and a uh, poncho. Poncho. Uh, he's on safari he's, in yeah. uh, Animal Kingdom. This is the only one where he's the classic Donald. Daisy. He's the great Donaldo in Magic Kingdom. Yep. Daisy is wearing her wearing her classic uh, dress in Epcot. She's a fortune teller in in the Magic Kingdom. I don't think she meets at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Mm. Is she part of that like duck dance fair? Is she is she know. in Tusker House? I thought I thought Tusker House was uh, Donald, Mickey, Minnie, and Pluto. I don't. I, don't I thought know she was at Tusker I House. I think you're right, Michael. I feel like she is in Tusker House. Uh, I've never been there either. Yeah, meh. Okay. Uh, can I give my second one? Because we've already kind of touched on it, so it's not really a surprise. Uh -huh. um, the second one is uh, Tune-In Lounge. Um, oh, yeah. We talked about it before. It's attached to 50s Prime Time. 
it doesn't get a lot of attention for some reason. It's there. It's been there since mm-hmm. day one. Um, it's a great place. To, I mean, most of the time it's used as a place for people waiting uh, for their reservations for 50s. However, if you can get in there at a decent time, you can eat the full menu sitting at the bar. It's a great place for a drink, especially when a lot of people go to the new tap house that's in the back or to uh, Hollywood, uh, Hollywood Brown Derby for drinks. This is another great location where um, you can interact with the bartenders. If you're not Dave, mm-hmm. uh, you can have a great time with them. Uh, it's just it's an underrated spot that people usually don't think about. Uh, it's a fun atmosphere. Yeah. Actually, over there, I do interact with the bartenders because they're not messing with me and they just want to just sell me drinks. And I also talk with the people around me. I don't have actors trying to uh, spoon feed me my food when I want to be left alone. And speaking of, uh, by the way, uh, Donald, Goofy, and Mickey are at Tusker House, um, according to uh, WDWinfo.com. So, uh, but yeah, I think Tusker House, Dave said bars could be included um, with this list. And I think that uh, that um, Tuning Lounge is a uh, is an underrated. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. And plus, if you want your peanut butter and jelly shit, you can get there too as well. Chuck, you so. might as well give you a second Fantastic. anyway now, since we're doing it that way. Okay. Uh, I forgot what it was. Uh, wait, I said the f- projection show. I guess my other diversion would probably be um, whatever the they've changed the one man's dream to. Damn. Just, I mean, it, it all started with Walt Disney, and you can't ignore the fact that he existed and is basically the entire reason that everyone's there. So, um, it's also got some very good air conditioning. I hate it. But, yeah. But take the take the time. Go see One Man's Dream. No, don't. What? You're on, Do you like anything, Dave? You are in a theme park. You've paid money to be in a theme park. Go. You're not paying money to be in a museum. You're wasting valuable time. That attraction needs to be ripped out and put into a satellite location at Disney Springs. It needs to be... Walt needs to be paid homage to, but that needs to be a free walkthrough at Disney Springs because it's just a waste of time over. If you're going to go there, go there to see Star-Lord and Groot. So, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, Dave. So, Dave, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. With that, with that theory, anybody who goes to Disneyland to see where Walt walked and all that stuff is there for the wrong reasons then. If you're saying that, if then you're going to a theme park, you know what I'm saying? Like people go to Disneyland. But you know what? Yeah. You can go on Pirates I need to cancel of the my Caribbean trip and Walt walked through it and Walt created it. So no, that's you're still on a ride. You're not in a museum. Yeah, but he didn't, he didn't really like touch the one here. No, but he, they're talking about Disneyland. No, I, I'm saying in general, like I'm going to Disneyland just because Walt walked yeah. through there. I'm literally like going as a museum and that's fun because you actually because that museum has interact interactive attractions it's not a static thing where you're just looking at his desk is that even his desk desk. i like i like his desk too i enjoy it but again your average your average visitor with children is not going to spend hours in one man's dream or whatever it is but it doesn't. Just, it doesn't have to be right, for. Not everything has to be for children. 
I, I, I appreciate it. You know, my, my, when I go I'm with my, with my for, parents, they, they like looking at it. I look at all the just, dioramas that are in there. Like it would just you know, be all about better the, suited in like Disney Springs or something. You know, they can have like a small little spot that just, it might pull people in that they want to see it. It kind of will give people, okay, yeah, it'll be the one free attraction, but that attraction, like people who might want to actually come and see that, they might stop around and shop in one of the stores afterwards. I honestly felt like this would have been a great attraction at Epcot. I feel like this would have been the perfect thing okay, for Epcot. Or I'm going to give that to you. I think if you took the Odyssey it, Center and put that in there. You know what? I honestly... I honestly... Yeah. I honestly always said, I was like, you know what? It's time to rip out. That's Carousel actually not a bad project. idea, Dave. That That's fits progress, much better sorry. there than Disney Springs. Sorry, it, Mike. Wait, 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 wait. Listen to where I'm, I'm going with this, and move it to Epcot, and make it part of one man's dream. Uh, I object. And make I object, it like counselor. A cohesive kind of a, a, of like attraction that you're going to see. Hey, here's what Walt created, and then learn about Walt. I feel like, and you're standing in his dream. I feel like if you're going to do that, that you also have to recreate Lincoln and do like and offer great moments with Mr. Lincoln at the same time. You can do that in uh, American Adventure, even though that needs an update. We'll get to that on another day. I can go with that. All right, Michael, what about you? Um, So mine. Yeah, too. Shoot. I'm going to go, you know what, I'm going to harken back to what you said about dining, and I'm going to go with the Brown Derby okay. Lounge. And I'm, hear me, this is a stretch. I don't know, for those of you that have been going to Disney for a while, remember a restaurant called the Starring Rolls Cafe. And it used to sell sandwiches, very good sandwiches, by the way. I used to love Starring Rolls. Starring Rolls is now closed. Starring Rolls has left their picnic seating outside so what you do is you get your brown derby drinks and you sit at the picnic seating outside of star girls you're all by yourself and you get to hang out have a little palm ridge reserve a little uh highlight beer from uh from cigar city and just chill and just watch people walking down sunset boulevard i think that's like the perfect day for me cool and your other one and my other one was One Man's Dream, but I will go with Baseline Tap House, another bar. Uh, Baseline Tap House, I think, is a great addition to the park, and it's going to be a great addition to uh, like what's coming up next. Uh, it's a waiting area. That's what it is. It's a waiting area for Star Wars. And finishing out for me, I'm sending everybody to Star Wars Launch Bay because... Disney's Hollywood Studios is becoming synonymous with Star Wars anyway, so it's kind of like a um, appetizer to what's going to be the main course. For those of us who are not going to be able to visit Galaxy's Edge for a long time, you still get to be immersed in the magic that is Star Wars. You know, you uh, mix that with the visit over to Star Tours, you get to meet some characters. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of nostalgia that's available for the older people. There's a uh, air conditioned movie that will keep you cool in that. 
So you can't go wrong. And then finally, I would be remiss if I did not mention my absolute favorite event that happens daily at Walt Disney World, and that is Fantasmic. This is actually can be considered a major attraction, but at the end of the day, you're kind of waiting for a while for it to start anyway, so you know, you're kind of winding down your day. It's one of those places that I recommend when my friends go to uh, Walt Disney World and they're ending their trip, rather than end with the Magic Kingdom, I recommend their last day they go to the studios and they see Fantasmic and end with a bang because this is absolutely a wonderful show. It's a classic good versus evil. In the end, good always triumphs over evil and it, it just it leaves me with chicken skin every time. Without making jokes about Pat, anybody want to uh, respond? Uh, uh, honestly, um, unpopular opinion. I've always secretly hated really? Fantasmic. What? Why? Now, wait, wait. I'm going to retract that and go to recently with the 30th and listening to everybody's 30th podcast and, and hearing all the, the things about it. Me as a local, I, I I'm I'm only there for like a weekend, you know. I'm not there for a week long trip. People are like, "Oh, you're a local. You're there all the time." But I'm only there for a weekend, really. Which, yeah, that's fine. I'm there all the time. But I second that. A I second that, Michael. I'm not a time. huge fan of the show. The time that it takes to get out of Fantasmic is ridiculous, and the time to get into Fantasmic is ridiculous. But I remember the advertisement for Fantasmic growing up as a kid. I remember seeing Mickey on top of that mountain and I'm like, wow, that's that's Disney World. So I feel like I retract that now, listening to everybody's reaction on Fantasmic and the 30th anniversary, because it's like, yeah, that's true. When I thought about Disney World, I thought about Mickey on top of a mountain shooting fire out of his hands. And that's just, just my thought on it. Joseph? Oh, yeah, so, uh, you know, I've seen it before. It's a good show. I agree with Michael. It just takes forever to get in there. Um, I just feel like it drags a little bit. I, I don't know. It's it's. I don't hate it. I just, it's not one of my favorites. For example, like, I'm planning on being at Illuminations for the final uh, showing. Um, I would not do this for Fantasmic. It's not something that would be marking my calendar for. It's just, you know, it's just not my um, cup of tea. I, I, but I will go. Like, if we go this weekend, I will definitely I go with the group. I'll definitely go see it, and I'll be happy with it. But if I'm just like Jen and I in the parks, it's not something we usually we usually go to. We'll go do something else. Um, then go do Fantastic. You see, here's the thing for me. I treat it as if I'm seeing celebrity sightings. You know, I get to see all my classic Disney characters, and that just makes me happy. Whereas I'm not seeing that in Illuminations. Here it's like, you know, I'm going to see friends. As corny as that sounds, it's just a little childhood nostalgic view of it. It just, it makes my heart sing. I see what you're saying, but I think that's a little bit. If, if it was on the Rivers of America like it was on Disneyland, I think I would care for it a little bit more. 
That would be awesome if they could do it. I can't see why they wouldn't, but... It's just such a pain to watch, man. You see, what what I usually I, do is... I do get I get into it the last minute and I always sit near an exit but I also know where I'm going so right after that final explosion I'm run I'm up and I'm pretty much running out and I'm beating the crowds because I just know where to go with that yeah I mean I'm like I'm such a last minute when I'm at Disney I'm such a last minute guy I don't make ADRs anymore I don't make fast passes anymore I just show up and whatever is available is available and like when it comes to phantasmic my wife loves phantasmic and it's like okay let's go to phantasmic we end up in the back we end up in the back of the show and it's like okay this sucks you don't feel like you get a better view though no you get a great view i think it's a fantastic view and it, and the show drags a little bit but it's that mass exodus that i can't stand i can't i can't, I can't deal with it and then it's like, at that point, usually it's like, okay, I have to get back to my car and drive three hours. This sucks. This is true. And with That's that, true. gentlemen, let's go around and tell everybody where we can be found on the various interwebs. I could be found on Instagram at Figments Reality. Chuck, where are you? I'm right here. And on the interwebs? Oh, hi, Chuck. Oh, very good. Uh, I am on the Twitter machine, at Chuck in the chat. Michael, where are you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Ears of Happiness. Joseph? You can find me on Twitter, at Joe Quad, J-O-E-Q-U-A-T-T. You can also find me over at the resortloop.com DVC roundtable. And with Dave and Tim and Michael, possibly. Steven. And who else is going to be there? Oh, uh, what's his, uh, Steven. Steven's what's his name? Jesus. time of his life right uh, now. Jeff. Yes. Uh, no, all of, yeah, all of, of the, the Mickey, Mickey dudes, dudes are be down at the Walt Disney oh. World Resort this weekend. So most of the Mickey dudes. Uh, so give us a tweet at the Mickey dudes or Joe Quad or Figments Reality or whoever you want guys follow and uh, see if you're down to meet up with us. Excellent. You can also follow the Mickey dudes on Twitter at the Mickey dudes podcast. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, have a magical day. You've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.